Hey everybody, it's not Friday, so we're not in love, but we are back for Carnival of Randomness. And we have, of course, the official drummer of Carnival of Randomness, Greg. Is Hello! <laughs> and this time we have, we're very glad to have, Steve Prince and a.k.a. DJ Darkwave as a guest. Hey. Hello, how you doing? <laughs> hey, how, again, I ask everybody this question, it's the obvious question in terms of, you, you're busy, you're doing your stuff, then COVID hits. What yeah. happened? That was hard. I mean, uh, you know, I, I was doing the club thing, and, uh, you know, I've been doing that for over 20 years now, but... You know, that hit, and it was just like all of a sudden one week we're there, and next week we're not. And, you know, at first you're thinking, oh, maybe it's just a couple of weeks, you know, whatever. I but, thought, you know, you'll get you back know, to it, but man. I always say we never went through this. So right, no. I'm going, ah, by Easter. Right. I yeah, had friends thinking, who toured. They're like, ah, we had to skip. It'll be done by Easter. Maybe right. Easter of 2023. Yeah. <laughs> I had been doing a little bit of streaming from the club at that point uh, online, but then, it, you know, at, at once it realized it was going to be longer than a couple of weeks, I started doing a Twitch show, so I was doing streaming at home and, you know, doing the whole video and all that stuff. I had so. my uh, my concert tour, basically, where every all my friends doing live nice. shows every week. It's like, okay, 3 o'clock today, <laughs> 7 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. It got to be, you know, almost a job just trying to keep up with that and supporting everybody else doing that Yeah, thing. and there's and, so many of yeah, them. Yeah, there's so many of them, and... You know, you want to you want to kind of do something fun and interesting, but after a while, it's just like, man, there's just so much. It's a culture shock too when you're like on the scene or like you know Greg drumming or yeah. you're like, I got a gig today. There's a show tomorrow. Let's go check this out. Right. Some nights of the week it might be, hey, there's three different places to go see. That's like, ah, let's see if maybe I'll do the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I cleaned my basement for a good two months. Nice. You know what I did? I actually <laughs> found I pulled out the old Atari. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and the thing about it was, man, those graphics sucked. <laughs> <laughs> they were terrible. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, what is this guy? This is like something. Is that an adventure? Is that fat-looking seahorse supposed to be a dragon? <laughs> yeah, and then my regular job, too. Like we, we we started working from home, so I was just home all the time, you know, working all day, and uh, you know, we're doing the DJ thing. It's just like, man, I got to get out of this house. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's hard. But, but how is, I mean, I've known, like, a lot of DJs around. What is, like, in terms of modern DJing like like the last 10 years or so yeah I mean you know it's 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 become much more technical you know we, we got away from I, I was never much of a vinyl guy because uh, all the stuff I play really wasn't available on vinyl when I started uh, DJing so you know I started with CDs obviously and now it's all moved on to the computer and which you know I, I still I, I enjoy doing that because it allows me to play music videos and it gives you a little bit more control some people say it's not real DJing but whatever you know for me it's about the result not how you get there you know it's, it's if you're if you're entertaining right. people and people are having fun and enjoying it does it really matter if I'm playing it on a, <laughs> a computer or if I'm you know if I'm using CDs or whatever but that would be almost like live music. Like, what if you like you guys went up and you pressed the button and you played all the music? Well, I remember even when I was doing libraries at home on my own computer, you know, my my old computer, not this one. I haven't tried it, but there was a feature on there where you could set the you could set the gap between the songs. Yeah. So you know you could have all these songs would just dovetail and and go into each other. Yeah. So you know you could you could almost hit, do your own thing just like that. Put ten songs together and yeah, there you go. You can. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can allow the software to do as much as or as little as you want. You know, yeah. really that comes down to you know your own style of working the way you work. It goes a lot way back to the day when we were kids. Probably both of you did it. Where you get that tape recorder, put it next right. to your radio. Yeah. Right. The, your mom would come in, quiet. <laughs> you ruined it. I got to start Like, over. dinner's ready. <laughs> right. Like, I don't remember that sample in this No, you'd song. have, like, Rockline or all those other yep. shows on, especially, like, on 
Sunday nights, like MJQ, they'd have all those yeah. shows on. The they'd actually, hour, or they'd have King Biscuit's Flower. Yeah. They'd actually have like CMF. They'd play like a whole album. Well, I used to record a lot of stuff through the receiver. I would just plug a deck in to the receiver. And you would make the mixtape for your friends, which is right. like you right. put the one song on. <laughs> yeah. You feel like the needle on your record go down. Yeah. <laughs> it's sticking. Right. I'm all excited now because I got a. I bought a thing, a USB thing with a turntable, and I'm recording all these old 45s right, and shit right. that I got. Yeah, I tried to do that with tapes, and the tape decks were just terrible. I mean, this quality is terrible. Yeah. But I think, you know what we do? Sometimes we realize time marches on, and I think, you know, and again, whatever you like, you like. That's, it's part, of, that's part of this show. It's though. stomping on me. It's, it's, <laughs> I, it's been going too fast. But I think what happens to a lot of us is we get that weird sense of nostalgia. We're like, because I grew up with albums or something, they're the yeah. best. Right. Yeah. And you don't want to give something else to try. Like, I'm still not like, uh, like some of my good friends, Alyssa Trahan, she just came out with her new one. First, you can get it on cloud and everything. And I said, Alyssa, when's it going to come out with a physical copy? <laughs> yeah. And I get the email, you can get your online. I, said, I don't want my online. I want right. my. I know. Yeah, it's, it's just not a thing anymore. And I, I feel bad for a you know, younger generation doesn't get that. Even with CDs, you know, you, you take the palette and you smell, and you get that, that, that smell the albums. of the printing. That was the and thing, the, like yeah, the albums. Like, you get that you smell look at the cover, and, yeah. you get like the stuff. Yeah. It just, it just doesn't mean anything. But to the, you. but the thing yeah. is, it's it's re, it's revived, but now it's crazy expensive. Yeah, you yeah. go to Target even, and then you know they want twenty bucks for these albums and twenty five. I mean, I even went to Record Archive the other day because I had this bug in my bonnet for I I didn't have Led Zeppelin two, so I wanted no. Led Zeppelin <laughs> yeah. two. So uh, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to find it. No CDs, no used ones. So I ended up buying a twenty four dollar. 180 gram vinyl, but it does sound really good. And then, they're all say. remastered, and yeah. I know probably now you get this outcake, this outcake, this thing they played when they were drunk at a wedding, yeah. and a piece of cake <laughs> right. for those extras. I love the extras. Now, the first CD I ever bought was Ziggy Stardust, oh, nice. and it had all the Velvet Gold Mine, all these other extras on right. there. Yeah. And then you ask yourself, okay, where are these like some bands like Zeppelin? What they played were on those albums for us, so there's not like the huge thing. But like the Stones, like one book said, like they took like a lot of songs for Tattoo You. They were like hey, all these songs were left over parts yeah. and everything. And you wonder, is it like some movies where they didn't have the time? And these are good, or did they leave them out for a reason? Well, I, right. I, I remember reading something about that particular. One guy was in France. One guy was here. They were just sending files back and forth, and they were kind of doing that whole thing. They were just kind of doing stuff sort of remotely before remotely was a thing but yeah they had like a riff here and a riff there and then Mick Jagger would sing a part and you know I, it, yeah it was very well, Keith Richards it, time where they a, said they'd had a, he was coherent. difficult because yeah. they would say like they would lie to him because he might show up 10 hours later yeah. <laughs> so they'd come in like they'd tell him well we're going to practice at 7 they're going to practice like at 3 and they'd right. just come in and he'd be grinning like oh, you had to wait for me yeah. <laughs> it's called Keith Richards time right. yeah, you, gotta, right. you gotta work with what you got right <laughs> but it's weird thinking of like bands like the Stones well now we're going to do Spotify Right. You right. know, stuff like that. Like Jim Morrison, L.A. Woman, I think he recorded in his bathtub to give that to Tom Waits, Mule Variations, recorded in a barn. Yeah. Yeah, and you just don't get that same sonic quality when you're listening to, you know, Spotify, even at the highest, their highest levels. It's just, it's just not there. And that's the thing, too, and I'm only too technical and boring, but like, even like the song writes your royalties from it and stuff. It's yeah. kind of weird how I don't. I still don't know how that works, really. What publishing? Like, stuff? For, like in terms of Spotify or any of that, what you get for? You don't or, get much. Yeah, you don't get much. 
it's not it's not a very good model right. from what I understand. It doesn't replace you know physical. Media and that's like you, but it goes into DJing. Like I remember when I was a kid, you get like the DJ out, and they'd have to get the record out, mm-hmm. and now you just <laughs> bink. Right. I mean, you know, it is it is easier in some regards because, you know, you've got a lot of independent bands out there and, you know, they can't all afford to make physical media, you know, so they'll be like, I'm going to put this out and they'll send it to you. you know, like, I'm on a couple of different, you know, record pools where I'll get stuff from artists so that, you know, some of these people I would never hear of because they just don't have the money to, to get out there and, and everything's so self-produced now, which... As it's good and bad things, you know, but at the same time, it, it allows people to just. I like, know I'm involved with that a little right, bit, right. and I just really like the idea that you can, yeah, and that it could sound really good, yeah. But how did you get into this? How did I get into DJing? Yeah. Well, I mean, you couldn't be a drummer. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not talented enough to be a drummer. So. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, no, you know, it's funny. You graduated high school. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, you, as you know, you've we never have to seen make me DJ, so don't right. play yourself short. Right. <laughs> well, we'll switch over someday. Okay, yeah. Everybody will be uh, not entertained. <laughs> right. right. Hey, we really suck. Thank you. <laughs> no, no I think when I was, uh, you know, in high school and at the end of my high school career, I was starting to really get into music and it was more alternative stuff that most people hadn't heard. So I think a lot of it was just, I, I just wanted people to hear this music and, you know, and I found that I sort of had a natural affinity for putting things together and making sort of a, you know, for, for me, I always view DJing as kind of like the film director, right? I'm not the actor. I'm not the, I don't write right. the, sound, the, the the script, and, but but for me, it's like bringing all that element together and trying to make, a, you know, people feel something over a course of however many, I, I don't however think, long you're doing. I don't think the pacing of putting songs together gets enough credit. Yeah, and it's, it's really... You can destroy a room, you can yeah. elevate the mood, you can depress the mood, you can do whatever you want just by putting certain songs exactly, in a certain right. order. Yeah, and I would so, like to do that at parties first, and then I'm like, you know, I, I really like doing this. People it's don't fun. get yeah. that about sets, and I'm learning that more and more how you put how you order things. Yeah. How you do that. And I remember like one time one of my friends, he asked me, he said, what do you want to hear? And I said that, and he, he has smiles, he plays it, but he goes, that was like the same is the last one pretty right. much. <laughs> like you have that, okay, this can be a good transition, but if you're like, you've got these songs that, and that's it's, that's what I find when people make requests a lot. They're like, they'll, they'll request a song because it's, it reminded, the song that's playing now reminded them of something else. And I'm like, yeah, that's too How much that's goes into close. that, Greg, though, like in terms of doing your set list? And then he had living from it too. Well, you, I don't have much to do with the set list, but I. Why I think, you can just play the song you want? And they'll have to go along. <laughs> yeah. Well, usually they're set up ahead of time. But I mean, Don and Susie is a is a good example. I mean, they they have he has a pretty good sense of that. As far as like you know, sometimes you gotta set it up so somebody gets a break here, or yeah. you know, I can't do two big piano solos in a row, and yeah. you know, you don't want to bore the people to death with the same thing, so. Or burn yourself out, or over. Yeah. You know what I mean. You can over climax. You can only climax so many times, as far as like <laughs> reaching that wow. apex. Big for your you need that refractory period in there. <laughs> Creative climaxing. Oh, that. Oh, okay. And then you add reaching the zenith. Bit. Okay. You sort of read the crowd sometimes and see how they're doing, and like say like people are dancing. So you go, well, we we're going to do a ballad. Well, but let's, let's get one to rock well, so they yeah, can go you, dance. Yeah, you, yeah. You switch things up, and then you read the room. And you go, okay, this isn't going to work the way I thought. So then right. you kind of redo it. And then you have to start, like, okay, then you're starting over, and now they're part of creating the mood because you're, it's bouncing off them back to you. Right? And I think there's this thing, too. It's got to be really cool, like, for your music, DJing, everything. People come up to you and go, hey, what was that song? Yeah. And you, you know, 
get somebody who, hey, their eyes light up and maybe they go get that album. And get lost, fan. kid. <laughs> get away from me. Yeah. Well, well actually, if you do that, I mean, I mean. Well, about 15 years ago, I, people had been asking me that, and I actually came up with this thing where I actually have a scroll at the bottom of my video screens that tell you the name of the song. Oh, that's cool. So people, yeah. you know, yeah. they, they, you know. You ruined the I ruined, I ruined the whole thing. Well, you know, and it's hard because a lot of the bands, you know, you try to say the name and people are like what? what? And you try to spell it from like what? Right, yeah. <laughs> like, it's on the screen. <laughs> Just read it there. But you know, it works. And, and the people... thing is, remember, but that was like a thing when we were kids too. Like you might hear the song, mm. and it would take years. You found right exactly who did like right. I heard Ship song by Nick Cave yeah. and like some John Cale stuff. And until I got those albums, I had no idea. Right. Huh. More of the mystery again of, of of music that I think got lost somewhere along the way. Well, but... I think it's like this. There's good and bad always. I mean, people just always, you know, the curmudgeons in us always go, oh, this sucks now. But right. there's, so much, there's so much out there. <laughs> you know, there's so much out there. But sometimes you get overwhelmed and drowned in it because there oh, is so sure. much out there. I mean, there. I, sure, I, yeah. I have to be honest. I don't. I know I don't. I'm not up on a lot of new stuff. I, I pretty much write off a lot of new stuff. Yeah. It's hard to keep you know, up with it, you know. It's... I know we, him and I do have this Billy Eilish joke thing. Right. It's like, Blame you know, Adriana. That's the <laughs> only reason. <laughs> no, no, but it's just, you know, like, where do these people come from and who decides that they're the next big thing you right. know all of a sudden out of all the people in the pool all of a sudden this, it's this, this one next big know. thing for this month yeah right. well yeah that somebody too. else but it just you know it's like i never heard of her or whoever it is and it's like man it's like it was just you don't i don't even know where to look half the time right i do the version I, I do the same thing we did when we were in high school we're like a fr i'll ask a friend and i'll go what have you been listening to yeah and yep. they no, go check good. this out that's how like i said jostineski the fruit bats Right, you know that's still what I do. I do go to people I trust, and they'll tell me right. stuff. And that oh, is one yeah, good thing cool. about Spotify, though, too, because they will give you like recommendation daily lists. Like, okay, some you of like, those you are like yeah. this, weird, you might though. like this, and yeah. some of those, and you can listen. You know, your friends can also. Some of those it. are weird, oh, yeah. though. What they oh, pick yeah. of, like I was playing a zombie song, and they recommended Todd Rundgren. Right? <laughs> and I'm, how did they make how did this they connection? With, what algorithm came up with that? Right. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, even that weird stuff, though, sometimes you'll hear something and you'll be like, you know, you're kind of listening to this list and all of a sudden something's like, wait a minute, what is this? This is similar, but it, it catches your ear. But you know? that would be like, say you got something like the DJ and they want a specific thing you don't like. Say, suppose they want you to do polka. <laughs> How much research would you have to do? I wouldn't do it. Because <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's the greatest music yeah, of the I, mankind. I, you know, I, not, nothing against the music. It's just it's not, you know, people even ask. I've, I've done weddings before and I'll, I'll tell people. I will only do your wedding if you want me to play the kind of music that I already play. Because well, I don't then you know don't top do many 40. weddings. <laughs> I don't. You're right. I don't. I do very few, but I don't know top forty. It's you know, it's not the kind of music that I'll feel like I'm doing. I won't know, you know, if I'm doing it right or if if it's entertaining it. And I, it just doesn't help hold any any meaning for me doing stuff that I don't connect with personally. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, really I mean, cool. For, yeah, for me, it really, I really like to feel, you know, something about it. And, right. Otherwise, it's just you know what, what's the well, point? Well, I know like some of your tastes I know about. I think you would have been at home at Club X. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I used to go there all the time. And I probably ran right. into Idols Vertex <laughs> is where I DJ now at Vertex. I've been doing that for twenty no. years. <laughs> yeah, I still know. I know where the place is. I always walk by it. Yeah, but how have they been doing since this stuff's been? You know, it, it was rough because obviously you know we you close down the dance floor and it means you have to really reduce the amount of people we have. We were staying open kind of as a bar thing, but you know reduce capacity. 
Fortunately, we do have an outside deck, so you know when the weather was nice, people could be outside and you know ordering drinks. So we managed to get through it. We I didn't. Don't remember the nightmare. You know what? I, Christmas I work out at Harrow. I'm gonna have to go yeah. in there sometime. Yeah, yeah. we're right next yeah. to Harrow. I Easter. always get lost though. I touch Danny Averly. He's like he starts laughing at me. <laughs> I don't right know. I've the gone yeah. there more. It's, yeah. it's weird. I know somebody. You ever dabbled in goth, Greg? Like goth music. <laughs> Just from playing with Earl Cram and those guys, I mean, it's I, been I, so long. I can't. I, I could picture them in my head, well, but I that, can't remember the music that, that much. That music was a lot more, uh, like I don't know exactly how to explain. <laughs> He's trying to be like, diplomatic. Like, like Sam, <laughs> Sam had some weird songs. He had a song called "Lesbian Dungeon," and he had another <laughs> song, uh, "Pull the Trigger," and you know, they were. It was a lot more. The images were a little more. Remember when we had Chaz on with the bad enoughs, the song, some of them dead Pope in the road, (laughs) stuff like that. Yeah, you know, but but I mean, yeah, I mean, and and again, when I'm in a band like that, and if I'm not familiar with that music, then I'm you know, I start looking into the music, Mm -hmm. I start listening to it. Oh, I grab elements from it that I like. That you know, speak to me, right? Exactly, <laughs> and and you know, that's how you grow your catalog, and uh, so to speak, you know, right. your tool belt or whatever you want to call it. You know, all of a sudden you have all, more things to draw from. So I'm I'm open to anything. So well, it would seem like, and I'm going to be wrong. I'm just an amateur, but like Sisters of Mercy, it would seem like it's very that same beat over and over, yeah, like almost hypnotic. Really, uh, them I'm not familiar with. They're not super complicated when it comes to the drumming, and uh, you know, a lot of those bands do electronic type drumming. It's not. A lot of them don't, you know, have live drummers. Or, I would just like they'll... to see you, like, with the makeup and the <laughs> wig. I mean, I used to like stuff like the call and things like yeah. that. You know, I mean, it, it it it's got good grooves. It's like it sounds like a bunch of guys really playing, mm-hmm. and you know, it, the guy's voice is cool, and you know, it, you know what got me like, like the that. movie The Hunger because I had a huge crush right. on Catherine Deneuve, right? And, yeah, and they play Bell Lugosi's Dead, yeah, yeah. which I play yeah. every Halloween. Right, right. That's a classic. I mean, yeah. it gets to the point now where I barely ever play that one because it's so it got so overplayed yeah. you it's know what like, my oh, song you know. was for a quarantine when it started with the whole big quarantine was enjoy the silence oh yeah Depeche Mode is yeah. always right, always there that's Depeche Mode is my top favorite since 85 they've been my favorite see band, I so. like that stuff I, I remember I, I really liked um, oh no it's gonna escape me now not but, heard but that song before. Some, yeah. some, <laughs> no, a lot of those, not in excess. There's, there was another excess band. was my favorite before them. So, but I, but yeah. I so like in excess. Is like well, a lot of my friends says about in excess. XTC, they go, that's oh, XTC. Yeah, 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 I have their albums at home. But like a lot of people kind of say that about in excess. They go, I would love like a greatest hits. Oh, there's a couple. But of I love. Hits out there, but yeah. there's huge. But you know what I mean? Where like other yeah, people yeah. were into everything. Right. But they're one of those bands. I think somebody, no matter what you like, is going to like something. Yeah, because they're right. How do you define them? Really, they could be really poppy. They could be really out there. Yeah, and their earlier first couple albums were, were a little bit of punk. You know, before they they broke out in the U.S., there's the stuff. There's like a little bit of a punk element to some of that because it's kind of raw and you know harsh yeah. stuff. But I, I like some of that industrial stuff too. Yeah, like is that my two, four, two, Gang of Four, Gang of Four, yeah, yeah stuff like that. I, I enjoy yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, personally, I try to avoid labeling things with genres just because they're right. sort of stick. I try to, yeah. But sometimes you kind of have to fall back when you're trying to explain something to somebody. Like, what That's is that? what I'm doing. Exactly. Yeah. The like, thing what is also, that remember, like? yeah. I think we made this point on the show, about this is the big thing about the show is you like what you like. We're not right. here to, you know, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> you're wrong for liking that. Yeah. <laughs> I always love but that. But I mean, I like, a, I like a lot of music that doesn't even have drums. I mean, it doesn't have to have drums for me to like it. Well, you'll be an easy paying yeah. gig for you yeah, to right. stand and chew and go. But I think Bauman made this point on the show before. Like, think about like when you were in high school. Number one, you get 
the people you have to like the popular music, but you get your metalheads, right? Your, sure. You know your goths, your you know popular music, and you would have to be in that group. Yeah. And heaven forbid, like if you were like a Metallica fan and somebody, hey, he just got Sting's new album. I saw him. Right. You'd right. be like yeah. your social pariah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like especially in Russia. I mean, you guys might. I don't know if you went to the police show at Hollander Stadium in '83. Oh goodness, remember Fuck that? I just remember fucking guys yeah, doing the yeah, they were they were terrible. Shit out of they them. were real, that was not their event, but they actually came back the year after and played Idols, and they were great. I mean, that's the perfect. I love the fix. See, I love the fix. Was great. Yeah, but man, the Fox the sound just did system not work. stunk too. Oh, yeah, they always the sound system. See, when when the fix came to Water Street, Earl Cram opened for him. Oh. Nice. Or, or it was it was either that or Velveteen Fox, but it was one of the right, bands with Susie. Oh, Susie and, Susie and, and the bands. bands like we could yeah. spin the can't keep track wheel of or whatever. <laughs> so you get yeah. there and everything. Well, that was a fun gig though. I mean, we didn't get to talk to him or anything, but I didn't care. That's one of the you big know. things is being like a music lover. Is like growing up. Like one of my great friends, Rob Mount, he drummed for Lou Graham for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. People are opening for bands I know. Yeah. You know, one of my friends, I you know now now I don't know what they've been doing for thirty years, but she's opening for Molly Hatchet. <laughs> but think when yeah. you're like growing up and you think you see these bands, and yeah. all of a sudden your friends are playing with them, or opening for them, right. or whatever. Right. It's like Greg's a new drummer in Kiss. Yeah, of course you get a lot of bands <laughs> that have come back and like. You know, it's the same band. It's like, it's one, like guy. one dude. <laughs> no, it's the, it's the cousin, the second cousin of one guy. <laughs> like, I, I right. And I would say guys. that that's like one thing. Love them or not like them, and I think everybody loves the Smithereens. Mm. It was all the same guys. Yeah. ZZ right. Top. Well, they did have other members when they started, but right, all but the, the three, albums, the main, three, the main three, they yeah. played on every album together. Rush, like them, not like them. Every same guy. Then you right. get these other bands. I won't even name them. They call them like a lot of faceless bands. What they call them? It's like it's like one guy. He joined in the third album. Right, he got right, the right. second cousin of this guy. He got the kid of this guy. Right. Well, and that's they, like that's like what Rob was saying a few uh, shows ago about Foreigner. And because if you look at their albums, there's hardly ever any pictures of. They were not a pretty boy band. Right. They weren't. Like he called him a faceless. That's Rob Mount's. Rob Mount, yeah, him. and and he was right because if you look at their things, they're, they're, they only have pictures on a couple records, uh, and in effect, Mick Jones is running his own cover band. Right at this point, in a way too. Well, you because know, I think like he always had that experience. I think, yeah. I think <laughs> right. he always had that though, because yeah. he was the guy <laughs> when he came boys. in. He was <laughs> he was his spooky tooth, so right. he thought he was the old guard, and yeah. then everybody else. You know, had to listen to him or whatever. Played with Leslie West, too, I guess. Oh, cool. Long time ago. Cool. Yeah. Cowboy music. Cowboy music. <laughs> okay, always say comes your back piece. To say, your, <laughs> say, if you have anything to comment, say your piece about cowboy uh, I, music and why we're goofing you know, out. I just like sure. Sons of the Pioneers, that's all I said. I like their vocals. <laughs> okay, that's why. Yeah. We're going to do a whole, we're going to wear the hats, we're going to have a campfire. Yeah, the whole thing. We're going to get kicked out of the studio. Well, <laughs> even, even, but that whole genre, though, the singing cowboy thing, you watch those movies like Gene Autry yeah. and all these movies. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason. The guy's on a horse with a guitar. I'm Okay, no, I'm going to shoot you, but I'm going to sing it, a it's sort of a, It's sort of a, you know, fantastic, uh, you know, it's like a euphoric, weird thing to begin with. These guys right. out, out of nowhere, he's on a guitar, <laughs> on his horse, then all of a sudden, you know, oh, stagecoach, <laughs> you gotta go, you know. The only one was I mean, like, was like so it weird. was smarter with Roy Orbison in the left-handed gun where there was a gun in his guitar. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah. But that's yeah, the Clint thing. Eastwood up there, did and he I ever think do any we, of that? Yeah, right. Well, he was in Paint Your Wagon, so I think he 
Sony. He must have. Yeah, he must have. With Lee Murray. But that's another thing is like I was talking about those Atari games, how even like everything, you think about like when we grew up, how video games look, how they look now. Yeah. Right. Pretty soon we're just going to have those VR things. We're never going to come into reality. Yeah. It's like I'm getting chased by Godzilla now. Leave me alone. <laughs> I have a VR. I actually got it for my kids for, for Christmas, and I can't wear it for more than 20 minutes without feeling like sick, seasick. And, you know, yeah. and, you know it's I, just... I checked one out. They're pretty weird. Yeah. I mean, they're great because, you know, you, you can do all sorts of stuff with them. But for me, you know, at my age, you know, whatever. I, First just... person shooters would do that to me. I'd start yeah. getting the sweats yeah. and start, like, you know, going on. Do I want to keep doing this to get the sweats and, like, vertigo and everything? <laughs> Well, one of my COVID projects was I had a, a, an old uh, arcade game. We had an old Mr. Do cabinet. I don't know if you're familiar with that old arcade game. No. But, uh, oh, what is it? Explain. I, a, I was like the timeout dude. Right, I should know all these. It's kind of like a Dig Dug kind of thing, if you remember. Okay, that Dug I got. similar, but it was, a, you know, kind of a... But I, uh, I mean, I've had this old cabinet in my house, and I basically took out all the guts, and I put in a new one. You can get this. So, the you know, the, the one that comes out is like a, a 12 inches by 12 inches. I replaced it with this little one that's like 6 inches by 4 inches, and there's 60 games on there. Wow. So you've got, now it's got all these games. <laughs> like all of the I've been doing Dick, Galagon. Yeah, Greg, did you have a favorite one when you were growing up? Arcade game? Yeah. Joust. Joust, yeah, Ooh, that was With the little, little ostrich. I you thought that was one? cool. I thought that was a freaking cool game. My favorite one was Robotron 2084. If you remember that one, I had the two. It, yeah. Uh, you had One was the moving and one was the shooting one. You had to, <laughs> you had to rescue all the people from the robots. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I was like, I was like Galaga. Yeah. For some reason. yeah, yeah I love yeah, that yeah, one. And I thought asteroids drove me nuts because I would fly the ship and hit the freaking rocks because I couldn't stop. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, they don't have brakes on spaceships, yeah. usually. So. It, it seemed like a little more, like you had a little more control over what you were doing in those games now. I don't well, know. You got to ride yeah. the little ostrich with the lance yeah. on it. That's pretty I mean, cool. I used to play with with my girlfriend's son. I played a couple of the Pokemon things, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, I just don't get. It's it took me a while. I mean, you know, this button there, this right, turn left, this is jump, this is this, with, you know. this is jump, this is low left, this is <laughs> you know, buttons and yeah, you know, and, and these guys are going nuts with it, and I'm just like, wait a minute, I keep banging into the wall. Yeah. Right. Oh, when you first the, the old Atari's with just one stuff. button, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I can handle that. That's <laughs> when I knew I got old when I pulled that Atari out during COVID, yeah. and I got a stiff neck playing it because I was turning my head. I'm like, oh, we're old now. Right, we are. But old. Yeah, they got like 70 buttons. They're like they're eating a pizza right. while you're, you're it's hitting crazy. the ceiling and everything <laughs> else. crazy. But that's, yeah, but those are, you know, it's, but it, that's everything advances like that. Yeah, and, you know, there's not much you can do about it. And, and uh, complaining is not going to get you anywhere either. So, right, you just kind of got to roll it. No, you're right. You got to roll it. And they're, lot, and they're a lot smaller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cool. And you can do them on your phone now. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, big clunky, you'd have to bring in the arcade games. No, you can do so much on with so little these days. And, and not only do you DJ, you play. You yeah, play. I do. I play keyboards in a Cure cover band called Disintegration. So. But it fell apart. It did fall apart, but we got back together. We've actually <laughs> fallen apart three times, and we're on our third. How'd you? And that's like, and you're gonna call it reintegration. Reintegration. And I always talk. <laughs> we talk about this every time, like with Greg. Now, when you do, I always say there's a difference. Like you have a different band, like Greg's in his bands. And you're gonna play a Cure song. You could say, "Let's funky it up. Let's do something." Now, when you play a cover band, they want to yeah. hear the songs the way they are played. Yeah, and it, you know, we 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 kind of struggle with this. Like, are we a tribute band? Are we a cover band? You know, we don't right. pretend to be the Cure. What we do is we kind of, we love the songs, so we just find, you know, we play them as faithfully as we can with six guys, you know, because some of those, you know, studio albums, he's using 60 track recordings, but, right. you know, we just kind of, we, we, we kind of go for the feel of the songs as, as really what we kind of go for. But, and, you know, we, we, I think we do a great job of it and we enjoy doing it for the most part, you know. Now, I always say that's a lot of people that 
they don't get the difference between a tribute and a cover band. Right. Tribute band is when the guys they try to dress like them. Right. They try to they try to like really like you're looking at a mini show. Exactly. And they're right. trying to pretend to be them. Now a cover band, you come in, they go songs of the cure, songs of right. but it's right. the guy it's the guys. Right. It's like if you're a kiss band or tribute band. You're going to wear all the matches. You're going to wear all the makeup. <laughs> and you're going to get sued by Simmons. You know what Gene did, I guess? What they did was, I guess they told these bands, we're going to sue you unless you play at our Kiss Cons for free. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I know, that guy is kind of a piece of work, I think. But that's yeah. not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, but, a, yeah, lot, but I mean, a, lot of, a lot of bands love him because I guess like Robert Plant, I saw a band called Dread Zeppelin. It was a guy tort Elvis. He looked like Elvis. They sung Zeppelin songs to an Elvis impersonator with a <laughs> reggae beat. Wow. And they played, you could find him, you know, tort, and they played at Backstreet's. And the rumor was Robert Plant said that was the only Zeppelin band that he liked. Right. Well, he, yeah, I've heard... Debbie, my girlfriend has a, a a bluegrass Zeppelin thing, that's pretty cool, and she's got an ACDC one too. Oh yeah, there, and I know Rob is going strumming with the devil. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's interesting. I mean, you know, it's it's a cool when you when you listen to these things. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it's you, just you know, chords. You know, it's something like, and you know, make something new out of it. That's that's art, yeah. really. I mean, that's how all art works. And that's like know? a lot of stuff. Even like I'll take something cheesy like Christmas albums. You have a thousand of them, but they take those songs. Like Scott Weiland did. Blue Christmas to like a ska beat. <laughs> I, if I'd never heard another Christmas, then there's, song, a, the Christian, <laughs> then there's the Christian ACDC band, Highway, right. to, Highway to Heck. That, that, you know, no, no, just kidding. Yeah, hey, <laughs> you can see that, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're on a high. If you know, you do Highway to Hell and you go, now if you're naughty, That's here's right. where you're going. Yeah, you're, I think you're in there, you're in there. You're on the Highway to Hell, but we can bring you back. That's yeah. right. <laughs> no, but that's cool. And I think also, I think obviously people that's cool in terms of like a niche where people who love the stuff could go see it maybe yeah. they see it too cheaper. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we Or if they're dead, some of like some bands. <laughs> we try to maybe do one or two shows in Rochester. We do shows out of town. We've done Syracuse, we've done uh, you know, in our first iteration we, we went to uh, New York City, we did shows down there and in Albany, but uh, the last couple times we haven't really expanded too far out of well with these days too it's just bad yeah and you know all of us are kind of you know getting older so it's like harder to just you know drop everything and hey let's go do a couple shows in new york city you know it's it's great if you could do it but it's not it's not a money-making venture right you're not gonna you're not gonna make a lot of money yeah it's it's fun and have you done those cover bands like greg like a straight thing though or like just where you play a lot of other rock songs well, I don't remember you ever doing like like a straight like one band thing or whatever. No, no, most of the, like the the band I'm in this in the mix, the cover band, I did strictly like Journey and a couple foreigner songs and that there's a girl era. singer, so there's like there's other there's, there's Stevie Nicks in the mix. In the mix. Like, but you know, I like it because, like I said before, like when you got to learn all these different songs, you hear all these different drummers, different stylings. Right. You know, you have to. You can't just play your way. You have to sort of learn what this other guy did, and then you can kind of make it your own little by little. But, you know, like the Journey thing, Steve, it's not going to kill me to learn Steve Smith licks because the guy's great. Right. So if I learn stuff by him note for note, I'm I'm helping myself. It's got to so, be hard, though, when yeah. you're doing all those different bands. It is. So many different... It I is. keep saying, I tell all these musicians, I know one time you're going to start the song to your other band right. when you're playing. I've done that on endings. Yeah. I know exactly. I'm the only guy in our band that, that doesn't play in another band, so I, I'm like, good. All the rest of them are playing in the, other the, bands, the current and Rochester rule where there's like, yeah. yeah, you have to be in five bands. Well, you know, I, I figure on the DJ and I play in the band. That's good enough, right? You know, that, that's, a, that's, that's the two thing, things, right? You know, that's something, too, I have to say that I feel like I'm a pioneer 
here on that one because man, I used to get so much crap from guys. Why don't you just stick with one band? And you're a you're, you're getting a bad reputation of some guy that just like just plays for money. And, uh, yeah, well, guess what? Everybody's doing it. I now. get tired <laughs> of that's yeah. one thing I've talked about long on here. Is somehow because you do something more like on the art side and music, people somehow think, oh, it's, you know, paint my picture free. You yeah. play free. For exposure, right? Yeah. That's the deal. You know, yeah. the but it's like you don't realize it's also, yeah, it's cool, it's great, I love doing it, but it's also a, a job. Yeah. Right. You know, what if you went into work like one day and they said, ah, you know, just do it, we're not going to pay you. <laughs> right. And a lot of people don't yeah. realize how much practice goes into doing those shows. You know, they'll come out for a show and it's a two-hour show and whatever, but, you know, we would have spent weeks rehearsing. Right. Re even, even at this point, we know the songs really well, but, you know, we come back to it and we'll, we'll rehearse six, seven, eight times before a show just to, you know, tighten it up. And that's, you know, that's a lot of, you put a lot of time and effort and into And I found, that. like, how does it work in your band? I know a lot of bands, what I've seen is they come from different genres in terms of the fans. I do know, like, one ACDC band, it was a lot more... There'd be one a lot more the Bruce Johnson, a lot the other would be Bon Scott. Do you have like different errors and preferences here? It, we're actually pretty pretty good. I mean, all of us sort of like you know, you know the Cure has been a, a lot of different things throughout the years. And they started out as a three piece, and they have you know a lot of that simple stuff, and then evolved into these much more complex. And all of the guys are actually you know fans of the Cure to different levels. So it wasn't like you know, hey, come play in our band the Cure, and they're like, oh, who? You know, it was everybody like Greg. Hey, Greg, I'm going to start a Billy Eilish band. Come on down. Billy do Idol, a, who? What? I'd have to do a crash course on that. <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah, we were pretty fortunate in that regard that everybody sort of already had the, a, a lot of the same love for the music. So. And I think it's cool seeing people who, I always found this, like, especially in high school, when I went to a Catholic high school in the suburbs, you get that person who actually likes what you like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we heard it actually, for The Cure, too, it was more our college radio station because they would just let us come in and play whatever we wanted. Oh, nice. I hit On the Beach, the singles. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you know, I, I we, we we just enjoy this the music. So we we, you know, we kind of got together. It was a, a Mark Tishner, who's our singer, and I. It's got to be twenty three, twenty four years ago. He just wow. came to me one day and said, "Hey, you want to start a Cure cover band?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> you know, that's cool. and we got the guys together. We've we've gone through a couple of bassists. Uh, and the drummers added, didn't blow up. No, yet. actually, yeah. we still got the same drummer and the same guitarist. We added another guitarist uh, in this last go around and. You know, it's it's the basis we've been you know going through, but we've all Every been great. Band, great always one, right. and I've always said a lot of times it's basis for some reason. We right. always think the drummer, right? No, I mean they're all great musicians. It was just you know we we would take a break and then when we come back, well I, I don't I can't do it now, so you know we'd find someone else to do it. And you know a lot of the other guys, like I say, they they work in in the same bands together, so it's like hey maybe my bass right. player from my band or you know, right. you know we'll that's the do one that, thing so. I could just say like on the well, scene like time. yeah yeah many years ago that's yeah, what I remember. Right there. I remember yeah. growing up. And I don't really recall, like, if somebody was in a band, they were in a band. And then later on, I mean, I lived away from here for, like, the decade of the 90s a lot. You came back, and that's when everybody was in four or five bands. Right. Well, I think maybe there's a difference, too, when you're younger, because you're in a band because you want to be successful as that band, right? So you're going to put all your energy into this band. This is right. my, you know, we're right. going to make it big. We're going to be huge. And as you get older, you get more mature. You realize, you know what? I'm, I just want to play music and i want to have fun with people right. so you know every, every opportunity it's I'm everybody's take. like that kid in rushmore we're like i'm yeah, on the right. wrestling team <laughs> yeah. i'm on the debate right, team right. what are you going up oh i played bass in this one i gotta play drums in this one then yeah. i'm gonna sing it the last one <laughs> okay, we've got you ever pulled those greg where you've done like three or four like different bands in a day yeah at least two yeah I, i've done yeah i in fact i've done Did you play the right songs yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's tricky because you got to really map it out in your head. Okay, this I got to have this, the, these symbols. I got to have this because you know, rock band, you got to have certain stuff. Yeah. Other, but I mean, yeah, I've done it. You know, I just pack up, run to the next thing, and yeah. I mean, I sort of look at it like a session guy. I look at it just like I'm, I'm doing the service, whatever. I got to, you know, pull out this tool for the. It's just like. You get to the point where you, you just know. you book your own show and you book all your bands, right? And then you just change your outfit between each one. So That's it. Know <laughs> Put on a different half for yeah, the other band. Yeah. Hey, this is a completely different. And you are <laughs> very content just doing one, right? Yeah. You're content doing just one. Oh yeah. Time. As far as you know, the time, the amount of time I have to put into it, you know, it, for being in the one band, I like. I mean, I do some of my own stuff, but you know, not. It's more for fun, you know. I got, I've got you know, like eight keyboards in my house that I put, you know, on, but I, I, I don't really. I don't make my own music anymore. I did when I was uh, younger, right? when I was living in New York City. And play it in your DJ thing, spring it on. I, I do every once in a while. People will be, like, you know, what is that? And I'm like, yeah, that's this thing I made, you know, Take 20, Williams 35 years yeah. ago, you know, whatever. But yeah, I mean, for me, I, I'm I'm content doing just the one band for now. You know, I've got other, a lot of other stuff going on in my life too. So wow, for me, it's <laughs> it's 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 good. And for both you now being musicians and being on the scene, as I'm seeing it myself being on the other side going to stuff, how do you? Do you think it's coming back now? There's so many bands that want to get out. It's going to be a little tricky right now, or we yeah. just going to ease our way back. Yeah, there, there's going to be a glut for a while, and then it's going to level off like everything else. Yeah, I mean, people are anxious to go. We, you know, we we've, we've yeah. got a show kind of sort of booked that we're working on for July, and but yeah, I, I think a lot of bands are just sort of, uh, and I still think there's a little bit of apprehension. Like people aren't quite sure if they're ready to book. You know, in some some of these cases, but. You know, like we we were open last night at the club for the first time with the dance floor. Uh, it was the first time we'd actually been wow. open this week. So, and it was great. I mean, uh, people were really anxious to get out, and I I know that people are going to want to see bands and stuff too. So, it'll 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 come back. I mean, I, I was down at Whiskey River the other night because I played at at Stutson Street. So we went down to Whiskey River after to have a beer and all that. So and get some wings. I've been dying to get some wings. <laughs> yeah, I've the seen their I've <laughs> seen their menu. It's really good, but. You know, we talked to the guy that books the bands. He's already booked up all yeah. the way into the fall. So, yeah. I mean, he's he's on it. He started, he said, he goes, I started getting guys in January. And I, I just set it up because he goes, I knew this was going to end. Right. And, as soon as know, we can, we're going to put you on this. There's a band, right Age Barrel, my friend Kevin Smith from the American Moondogs. They just set up, they've been sending me demos. They've never played before. They rented a cabin, did a show. It's going to be coming up on the 25th. It's sold out. Wow. Like in a couple of days. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's good. This is a band, they, you know, they just said the kind of music they're playing. Mm -hmm. Should have you play instead. It's like, we're coming down for old country. We got. It sounds like the cure. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> oh, I love, I've always been one of those, like, tried to make lists of the really funny festivals where you would get bands that are just so different. You wonder, like, if yeah. some of the fans had, like, <laughs> you know, brain freeze when they heard some of this stuff the moody cure right <laughs> well when you get multiple stages maybe you know if you're, if you're good yeah. enough you put the weird bands on the same st other stage right. at the same time because no one's going to want to see them both right? <laughs> i even heard this one years yeah. ago one of my friends went to toronto there was like a it was for some maybe the rainforest it was sting and bruce springsteen hmm. and i guess he said oh, wow. the spring they oh. sting was befuddled because he's playing they didn't know what to make of him. Yeah. Right. It's been a while since he played that big uh, It's like the Grateful Dead in Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, that would be like something else. But that's, I just like to, but then again, you get people, they experience, like, I mean, some people might come out to see your Cure stuff. They've never seen it before, but yeah. you have fans. Well, it's funny because, you know, even after we've been doing this 20 years, we still, there'll still be people out there like, oh, we've got this Cure cover band. Like, oh, really? I'm like, 
I've known you for 20 years. How can you not possibly know that I've got to be yeah, doing this right, band yeah. all the time? It's, so it's, it's funny because people don't, you always think that everybody knows what's going on, but really, no, no matter how much you promote, how much you push it, there's always going to be well, people who just don't. I've heard that too. Like I'll do like something gigs or even like, yeah. I didn't know you did a podcast. What do I talk about all the time? <laughs> right. You know, yeah. but are like that or like gigs, like people, a lot of things for gigs. I'll say, did, <laughs> there was a really good gig. Well, I didn't know it was on. One of yeah, these right. days, I feel like just when the people say, hey, so are you playing much? Well, I mean, oh, maybe if you came down once in a while, you'd see. <laughs> See what I'm doing. Oh, man, you, know what, or you know what happens? Yeah. Like I think this like years ago somebody would say like so and so's got a having a party on whatever. These days you are slammed every yeah. day. Right. So much and then if now. you forget you get and I I find people said they keep you know send invites because then you know what's going on. Right. But there is so much like the in every week and yeah. everything's Short attention span. Yeah. And I don't. I don't like banging people over the head with it. You know, it's yeah. like it's after like a us while, with this. It's, it's like I don't just... tell anybody like on my thing right. to like this right. as I said. I, or... I throw a thing on Facebook. I you know here it is. If you want to, you know, now you know what's here. It's coming. You know, right. I mean, I, what are you gonna do? You, you can go over overboard with it, but yeah, I, you know, I try to like look. Come on, man. Just come and hear me a couple times, and then. But and you I get that romantic that, you know, notion too that the work will speak for itself, and people right. will hear it, and they'll, you know, and it, it's just. Doesn't and I think work. there's a little difference in terms, <laughs> right. of like, I mean, you you say the music of the cure, you're going to get maybe some people as a fan base who like it. Mm. Well, you have to sell original music, try to right. get your friends exactly. to come down, then try to tell your friends. Yeah, and I think that's why you know we kind of did this with that. Actually, a lot of the other guys have been doing original stuff, and there's just that you know disappointment there. You put all your energy into making these these records and this and the stuff, and it just. You know, your friends listen to it. Maybe you sell a couple, but it, it's 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 hard to you know. But to what put have your... been? We've asked this question on. What have been some of your weirder gigs? Weirder gigs. Well, we did a gig. Uh, where was that? It was sort of in this. Well, we did uh, a gig in New York City at the Batcave, which is a, a well-known. Wow! Uh, how did you? Uh, alternative. Greg, guess you gotta find yeah, out. I would have known if I would have known. I would have been there. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun show we did there, and that was a, that was an interesting show, and you know it. As far as weird shows, it's just this one is a, a really odd shaped stage, and it was just like, uh, you know, someone almost like you're in this circular place in the middle of this room, and it's just like, you know, where you, you where do you where are you supposed to right, be looking? Right. You know, like, and we uh, we we did a couple of times when we all crammed onto the stage at uh, Monty's Crown too, which was fun. Yeah, I used to work there. Plus, that you didn't fall through it. Right. There were a couple times. Yeah. It's like you know we're over here on the side. You got to put the stuff on the wall. See, and I worked yeah. at the Crown, and I remember I'd be how key band three. You'll be okay. Right. Four, uh, we'll get keyboardist. Yeah, okay, why? you're in the bathroom. <laughs> right. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, downstairs in the bathroom. That's where that's the best place for it. But yeah, I mean, we've had some good shows, and you know, it was, it, it's fun. We did some, like I said, the traveling stuff early on, which was fun to you know go out with a bunch of guys and just kind of do these things. We played this place QXTs in in New Jersey, which was really interesting because it's a it's a kind of a goth alternative club from down there and. You know, we've gone down there and they're doing this fetish thing kind of in the basement and we're, you know, playing upstairs and it's just this whole, you know, it, it's great because you get all these different cultures of, of, of I'm trying places. to think in terms of what is our goth culture in Rochester, any of you? Well, I mean, we, I know a lot of them. It was the bug jar and Vertex pretty right. much. Well, it was, I, I always go back to X and I remember X yep. a lot, yeah. Club X. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's funny because it, it goth is kind of, uh, it, it's... In and of itself, it's kind of a small genre. You know, it's it's more of an attitude with a lot of people. And there's a huge fashion uh, side to, to goth. But as far as personally, I find the music is there's just not a lot of it coming out that I would that I would. Or you can always like goth. I would always say like Nick Cave. 
Yeah, I mean, but a lot of people would argue with him. And I would. Not, I went. Right? I saw Nick Cave at the Electric Factory in right. Philly, one of the best shows I've ever seen. Right. And he doesn't look like a guy who'd be on your dad's bowling team anymore because he got rid of the mustache, <laughs> right? which I'm glad. But it's, you would like if you asked the crowd and you didn't show him, you would generic right you won't see people like wearing the stuff or anything right. well and it's just like anything else you know you ask one person what it is and and ask another person you're going to get completely different answers and know? yet my friends like when i spot them with right. the, the you guy know, you yeah, know this is the kind right. of music right exactly and like you know it's it's that sort of alternative uh vibe that people give off which i you know i love i, I like people being creative with with their expression of who they are and you know and uh we're very you know uh Friendly to anyone, like what I say, you know, we like anybody of our text. Anybody can come in. You don't have to dress up. You, you could dress just, up as you could Barney be, the Dinosaur. You anything, you well, know. <laughs> I don't know if we go that as far. As long as you're not a jerk, we don't care. You know, any, anything. That's else my is, thing you know, on that. It's like, oh, really I go, I go through all the different music things. Right. Nobody's ever. Well, it's funny over the years. Except I the punks. The punks, unfortunately, they are the nicest people. Oh, yeah. That's the problem. It's like you go. Don't even try. Come yeah. on. Yeah, we've got a great, you know, bunch of people that come in for that. But you know, it's I've got people all the time. It's like, oh, I always want to go to Vertex, but I don't know what to wear. I'm like, it doesn't. I really can't matter. find it, even though I've been <laughs> there many times. I don't know why. Well, well, you know where Freakazoid used to be, do you? Don't you? Remember? I know every right. time. You know where I've it been, is. It's not right. like I haven't been there. I've been there through the years <laughs> a lot. Well, you know, we do cloak during the day, so you can't see us. So you got to. You can only go at night. We, we only. It's weird because yeah. I usually, <laughs> find, you know, I usually find that that's. But I always love like your theme parties too. Comes oh, yeah. up with those. Usually it's the DJs. I mean, I don't do a lot of them because Saturday... oh, so dress like a purple chicken was yours. No, that wasn't mine. No. <laughs> uh, usually I don't do them on Saturdays. Saturdays are, tend to be our busiest nights, so you know I kind of like we tr we try to do other events on the other nights to try to you know spread it out and bring more people around. But uh, I just do my thing, and you know I. I enjoy it so. <laughs> and I think it, it too that's how you think of like different clubs where everybody's gotten slammed during this. Yeah. Thing. Right. But you think like a dance club. Oh yeah. When you're not supposed to go near each other. Right. And you're supposed to you know maintain distance and there was not a whole lot of clear guidance from oh, the state. Oh, depends what week. I remember for dance clubs. They're playing at Roar Anonymous Willpower. Yep. Yeah. And we had like that was when the chicken wing thing happened the day of. <laughs> with chicken wing this. It's not here because the chicken wings right. are not food. <laughs> and then, like, I would get, like, nachos from, like, Abilene. And Danny, so chicken wings aren't food, but this is. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and it was it was a lot of stuff to try to, to parse I don't see through. how he could have said chicken wings are not a, a meal. Well, and, and, you, know, <laughs> you know, and if you read that, that's not actually what he said. You have to really read the, through the thing because it, the, way he, the way Cuomo said that, he made this weird pause where he's saying, these aren't food. But he was saying food like chicken wings, and then he went on to say other foods. It's, it, oh. it's one of those things if you actually look at it. And really, oh, you know, right. you know, but you know what people are going to yeah, but right. you know what people are going to do. Right. They're, they're going to say right it becomes it. a meme. Right, and it right. becomes like there was the Cuomo menu at Roar, which is like oh, yeah. the, the half a cheese sandwich, <laughs> like, <there was laughs> chips, and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty crazy, and I, you know, looking at it, looking back on it, like I understand the reasoning behind it, but for, trying to be in that, you know, in that business is. Like oh my god! Like every day, or, you know, and you come out on Friday with some new thing, and I'm like Friday, you got to change it. We're, Friday we're, we're in love, right, right. Uh -huh. Friday we're in love. But yes, and you know, trying to keep up with that stuff. It was. And it I, was look, I, I try to balance because yes, it's serious public health thing. Oh yeah, we're not one of those like on here. Well, you know, it was made up, and it's like they're putting chips in people who get right, vaccinated. Right. Yeah. Right. But Kim yeah. Dreheim, I don't know if you've heard this one, Greg. So I'm talking to Kim Dreheim, and he said like some crazy anti-vaxer showed the chip. 
that they put in. It was a good piece of a guitar thing, and some musician saw it and said, "Dude, that's a guitar. That's a guitar tuner." And how they so, but then I went. You? But then some person answered, "They're putting guitar tuners in people." Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you look up anything on the know, internet. Man. You look up the craziest thing you want to yeah. think and they will be things that confirm it or deny it and this is like but i always look for both sides so it's the public health thing and i've been very careful but these are livelihoods too right you know right. that's and the problem how do you balance, balance that yeah. it, it's it's tough you know and you know I, people I'm a little nervous like, that yeah. people are just going to be lazy now yeah well, i haven't gone out for a year screw it why should i go out now I'm and, mixed you know, where i'm like going out a little but i just can't it overwhelms me a little yeah. bit so i have to pick and choose but like i've seen at stores like i stopped in wagman's the other day it's getting more than 50 percent not wearing them i still right. wear it even like i vaccinated and it's funny right. what which wagman's you go to it's going to be different you know you you go to east avenue you're going to see more people wearing masks you go right. out and, and it's it, people have different ideas in different areas and it's it's, yeah, it's I noticed that. I noticed yeah. that difference. But I couldn't see like, like some musicians, yeah. like I think a drummer would pass out wearing a mask though, like on a hot oh, yeah. day. Oh my God. Yeah. How did Bunny Carlo smoke those cigarettes? I have no clue. I don't know. I don't know how anybody can smoke while they're playing. Or ever. Or, or ever. Yeah, I don't smoke. So yeah, I don't. me neither. I don't. Keith, one time I, I saw the Stones. <laughs> 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 hey, that's legal now. That's right. I'll never forget. I saw Jason has built the Beacon Theater. It was a snowstorm. GPS rewrote us through Ithaca. Mm. It was just when they started. They had a big sign of Winnie the Pooh in a pot field. <laughs> that's funny. Nice. Oh, you Now, yeah, but well, he was like Tigger. Now he's like Eeyore after yeah, that. Yeah, right. huh? <laughs> But that, you know what? It's like it's funny talking about the stuff like that, though, because like watch, like you watch like a movie like in the seventies. It's all about like the stoners. It's such a big thing about right, oh, right. let's go, you know, do the you know, do you do do you weed? Right. You right. know, it's never realistic re representations either. No. It's always this. Out I don't there know. Kind of crazy Everybody stuff. I hung out with always want the food afterwards. I don't yeah, know about that. You know, we all want food all the time. Well, that's a that's a <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Not that we know personally. No, but, yeah. no, no. But I, I, I remember reading something, and it's, it's all kind it's of. It's a cowboy song. It's a <laughs> cowboy song. It, it, it is. back to cowboy songs. They roll their own. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all chemistry because apparently marijuana does something to your blood sugar. To your blood sugar? Okay, I hadn't heard that. So when you get hungry in the munchies and whatever you want to call it, it's actually your body, your brain telling you to get straight really so it's like the uh, it's time to stop it's it's <laughs> it's dropping your that's partially why you get dizzy and weird and forget i thought it would be like a lie like well i'm on my diet but ah you know what i smell that smoke i'm gonna go have a pizza and uh, leave it on the weed I, I, well it might trigger some some weird thing but i that's what i read that it was like it's the body's natural thing to like mm. okay we got to get back to normal here so if you eat so the key is so. to never stop smoking, because then you won't have to eat. You won't have to get back, back to normal. Right. Right. <laughs> Just keep smoking. That's right. And drink beer. Actually, you should try DJing. Beer chasers. Drummer DJs. <laughs> that would be great. What would you yeah. have for a DJ? You have, how, what did you find up with DJ Darkwave? Um, for me, it's actually... So, actually, the Darkwave is a type of a genre. It actually kind of... It's became, a comic book character, I thought of it. Right. Like, I thought of Darkhawk. For me, when I came up with it, it was... Because I, like... It was like dark new wave because I was always a synth and new wave kind of guy, but I liked the darker stuff. So I just kind of combined dark and, and right. new wave into dark wave. And that's kind of where I came up with the. It is a genre now, and it's been, you know, there are bands in that genre. And it probably was back when I started too, but it wasn't the reason I, I chose that name. So 
I, I, I did a. I think the first night I used it, I did a thing at Red. I don't know if you remember Club Red used to be. On, oh, I do. On St. Yeah. Paul, yeah. yeah. And I was doing something. I think it was a something for a WBR thing. And they're like, "Oh, you know, what's your DJ?" And I'm like, "Oh, I hadn't even thought of that." Yeah. <laughs> like, I just kind of like, "Yeah, well, this works for me." And I've, you know, twenty. You know, it's not good. Like you look around, you see a map, and it's like a DJ Puget Sound right. or something. <laughs> yeah, you got to come up with something. But uh, yeah, for me, it was just you know, kind of. Greg would be like DJ Cowboy songs. Right. DJ Cowboy songs. I'm sure you'd DJ. pack the clubs. DJ. I would. I would get a. You know, I would get a kick though out of like DJ doing my Big little catalog and stuff. You know, I would. I get a kick out of like picking the songs out, adding yeah. stuff in. Like I would get people like, to go to like some places, like my friends work for a drink, and the stuff I would find on the jukebox. You do people, oh, can we turn that off? Right. Like, <laughs> like who played this, right? <laughs> yeah. But cool. I'm glad things are coming back and everything. Yeah, and I'm. You know, I'm looking forward to you it. You have time for life, pretty much a lot of it too, or just uh, you know, I've, I've got a, a daughter, a teenage daughter, so you know, I've got a house that I take care of, and I, you know, my father. And I had to be weird too, like yeah. with school with and school, everything. Yeah, she was home, know? and yeah, and I'm working from home, so it was you know. Fortunately, I have a large enough house where you know I've got my space. She's got her space. My dad's got his space. So it's you know it wasn't we're not all we weren't on top of each other all the time. So that was that was really a key to, to keeping yeah. to keeping sanity. It's I just think. weird, but it's just coming back to normal, and I do think it's going to be a long process. Right. I feel really bad for for kids and teenagers in high school right now, man. Right. What they have to go through, and you know, my my daughter was tenth uh, grade. She's a junior now, just finishing up, and it's just crazy it's not like, having a graduation you, thing, right how do you, you know. in the in the social aspect i mean yeah. you know in high school that really was the that's where you kind of found your tribe and, you the, know, different, you, the difference the right. difference in generations the friend and i said well and if they were to put it they would have canceled we would have driven to florida <laughs> well mean, they still had to do school it wasn't like you know it was not they, they just had to do it from home and the only thing i think was good about it i think for the <laughs> i don't know how to exactly like I was joking about it when when this all first started. I said, "Well, you know, people with OCD problems are still washing their hands a hundred times. <laughs> right, their yeah. their life is now normal, right? Because like people, to the like other people like me, like out social outcasts, like ha ha, I've been social distancing <laughs> my I whole mean, life. The kids that have issues." In school, relating, so now they don't have to have those anxieties. So they probably are learning better. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that there are some. Some of the other kids. There are some kids who probably benefited from from having the remote. And like people who are like, I'm like a mix of social butterfly and outgoing. If you know, I mean, it's like you get people who very gregarious. We used to going out every night, and right. all of a sudden they're stuck at home. Right, right. You right. know, it's like there's no big enough jigsaw puzzle you could do to put together. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. You know, or like these remodeling you know, projects. Day, yeah, like, being, know. like being on the music scene, we'd be like, hey, when you play in this week, okay, we're going to go see this, this. Now it's like, ah, oh, we're not going to go see that. Now who's on my computer this right. week? Right. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, the Zoom thing got old really quick. You know, it was just like. Thing is, yeah, I mean, and bless them all, I support them, but it's the same. You know, what are you going to do? You got you and your guitar, and there's no feedback. Exactly, yeah. and that's what I really miss from DJing at home. It's just like. Now not, that being a drummer, nobody can throw fruit or vegetables right. at you. Or <laughs> at least they can't hit you. Right? But I'll duck anyway. Just <laughs> driving by the your house. <laughs> yeah, you get some friends to come over, throw like a bunch of grapes at me during the song, or like a tomato. It'll be like one of those old old, old uh, TV shows where they come from the side, <laughs> off camera. <laughs> yeah, but that was the whole thing is not having those people there was just it's such a it's such a change of pace for for me because. 
I always, when I'm DJing, I feed off the crowd. That's really what it, what it is for me. And I get that. I even, you know, posted something this morning after doing my gig last night. It's like, man, I missed that energy from people, you know, just that, that, that idea of communion with people. And we're, we're working to, I, I always view DJing as kind of a collaborative art. Like I can't do what I do without them. You right. Know? And, and, and it, when it's working great, it's working great. And we're kind of feeding off each other. And it's just like this. You know, this I think it's almost thing. like you use the word in our tribe. I think that's like for the local original music scene. That's how we know everybody. You run right. in, right. I made so many friends because you'd run into them at the same show all the time. Right. <laughs> like, right. I hate that guy, but I know him, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah too, I'm like, ah, I don't want to go on. Oh, this character's yeah. coming out. Oh, come on. No. Yeah, you get some of that. But, you know, it, it, I think that's a good thing about Rochester. The size of the city is... Just big enough, but not so big that, you know, you, you kind of yeah. get lost in it. Right? That's why I like the multi, any multi-band shows, because then, you know, you're you're meeting people that you would never meet. Yeah. Because they're going to hear Band X or, you know, and then your your people come and then they get to meet other, you know what I mean? Then right. you've got, now they come over your side, you've come over to their side, and now you've got to, you, you build a bigger circle. Right, and that's always and I always like say, you know, my saying it. is, go what you, see what you like, but then go see something you don't know. You may like it, right? It's very you know, true. Break out of that mold. Well, it's funny. We've we've opened up for a couple of national bands. Uh, we Billy opened, Eilish? No, <laughs> Cowboys. We opened up for the Chameleons UK when they played here, which was. An I'm not saying one. anything anymore. At Water Street, so that was a good show. But it's funny because you know you get. People come to see you, and people come to see the main band, right? And, you know, and it, it, it is an interesting, and it you know to have somebody like from a main band actually sitting out there watching you is kind of like oh that's you know kind of interesting. There's this national act, right? Well known guy and very well known in the scene. And it's just like, yeah, and it, it I, I wouldn't say validation, but there's a certain amount of you know we're doing something worthwhile. It's not yeah, just, I mean he could just go back to his room and right, not bother, you know, you exactly know? right. So yeah, there's there's a good amount of that. But I like like how Peter Gabriel would come out introduce the opening band. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's cool. I so unpretentious that. in yeah. every way. Yeah. Just hey, yeah. it's Peter Gabriel. Oh, that guy, I know him. Yeah. <laughs> well, but see, but that's a kind of a good philosophy too, because then you're presenting an entire show. Kind of, it's not us and them. And I would like then, like, okay, okay, for maybe like some bigger shows, you have to get a name opening band. But why not? Like if you're touring medium size, why don't you take High, let's ask around. Go. Who are some really good local bands who would yeah. go well with us and promote them a little bit? Yeah. You yeah. know, help give a helping hand up. Well, sometimes I think they do. Yeah, and I've I done mean, that. sometimes they get some stuck, and, and a, a promoter gets stuck for something, and he get, calls an agent, you know, mm. in town, and you know, can you get me a band that's like this? Or that does happen. Yeah. But you got to be, you got to be ready, Johnny, on the spot. I mean, you got to be like, hey, can you be there tomorrow? You know, type of thing, or today, and you yeah. know, it's like. Oh, cool though. You Very know. cool. You, you, we have uh, what's coming up? Just you're playing, you're doing whatever. Yeah, I mean, we've got the show coming up. I, I it's not quite finalized yet, so I don't really want to put a, a good because this it, isn't finalized. What's going to come out yet? Right, so right. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully July and you know maybe some more shows towards the end of the year. It's uh, we're we're on Facebook. We used to have a website, but we got rid of that, so it's just disintegration on. Uh, I think it's just. I can't remember what our what our Facebook is at the moment, but you can look up disintegration cure cover or yeah. you know, find it on there, and you know. It, it, like I said, we're just we're just trying to. Have you fun have to with get it. like sometime do a hybrid do like Kirvana. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were playing with uh with the band Murmur, who's the REM. REM. Band. Yeah. So we we did a, we did a couple shows with them, and you know that's kind of an interesting uh, 
Yeah. I do with the Cure Meets Southern Rock. Right. Yeah. Well, the last the last show we actually played was November of 19. We played with Mur Murmur and we played with the Oasis cover band, which was kind of a really interesting <laughs> three three band thing there. Yeah. Like, and I've been, you know, it's another band that you don't think about. I liked them when they started, then you right. forget about them, then you go back. All that 90s stuff like Blur, Bush, right. all yeah. that kind of stuff. Right. I like all that stuff. I do too. Now, and the thing was, I got into it after the fact, a lot right. of stuff for Oasis, because I got their first couple albums. And what I like about that is it's new to me a little, because I don't get oversaturated with right. it. Yeah. Right. You don't listen to the radio that much, I guess. And, you know, you don't the, get overwhelmed. Yeah, with it. the thing I liked about 90s bands is they had a lot of energy, number yeah. one. Number two, I don't know, it was, like, it was rock and roll, but it had more, a little more depth. And the drums sounded like drums. Yeah. You know, the snare had rang, and it was like, Kang! you know? <laughs> it's like it didn't have that 70s nasty, flat-sounding drum. No, well, by that time, too, like Oasis, how... Gee, they might have been influenced by the Beatles and yeah, stuff. Right, yeah. right. Plus the Davies Brothers in terms of how they get along. Right. <laughs> I was I never a fan of the grunge scene. That, that just never really and did Not even real, either. If you right. see that movie Hype, it was like the stuff they played, and there was that one woman there. She just made up the dress and everything. Right, right. But the best funny story about that, I went to the Ottawa Jazz Fest one year. So go down. Our friend Nestor, they're from Cuba, so they couldn't get in the U.S. for a while, oh, right? Yeah. We go down... The headlining band for a jazz fest is Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> well, that's yeah. a weird booking. <laughs> yeah. Well, even here in Rochester, sometimes they some of the bands they book for the jazz fest. I'm like, okay, you know, I, I get it, but they're not exactly. I think that's just to bring in, yeah, bring in more bring people. In people. Oh yeah, I think you know they say jazz fest, but they want to right. try to bring in like the gym because you might get like the obscure, the artsy. Sure. And I think they expanded over the years. They just never changed the name. I mean, you know, when they originally did it, there was much more. I think jazzy. Yeah. But, you know. You got to you got to open up your tent and make a bigger tent, yeah. yeah but cool. So glad you're on. Yeah. Hope you had fun. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Oh, cool. Greg nice is to always meet you. Nice Greg to meet you'll too. be around every time. Yeah. So yeah. Greg's always so here. <laughs> we're not going to play anything by him cuz we don't want to get sued. Right. <laughs> so actually I'm going to play another one, you know, this was like our good friend Greg Prevost, Greg Stackhouse Prevost put out the album Songs of These Times. And this came out a while ago. Check it out. It's really good. Cool. The album he had a white vinyl which is cool. Nice. Wow. And we're going to play this one. I'm just going to pick a number, but just don't pick thir 14. <laughs> any but any seven. 14. Okay, seven. Oh, not that yeah. one. <laughs> okay, we're going to play Colors, but it's very special because it's C-O-L-O-U-R-S. -C oh, like, like the UK. <laughs> so, in very cool. So, we're going to play Greg Prevost Colors. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yellow is the color of my true love's hair in the morning when we rise in the morning when we rise well that's the time say that's the time I love the best green is the color of the spot then gone in the morning when we rise in the morning when we rise well that's the time say that's the time I love the best color 
the sky high in the morning when we rise in the morning when we rise well that's the time say that's the time I love the best freedom is the word that I read he used without thinking uh-huh without thinking uh-huh about the time, say about the time 